making sure that we're capturing like the everyday moments and writing things down that you don't have to share. Like you don't have to share everything. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sometimes those crazy moments are the ones that you remember the most because they were chaotic. And <laughs> mm, yes, you've totally inspired me to do this. I love it. <laughs> Spark. I'm Angela Wagner. And I'm Melissa Colbertson. And together we're here as your hosts for a mix of happy hour style venting and results-based coaching. Spark is a judgment-free space where we'll chat about both the brilliant bits of life as well as the bits that are a little more sucky. With lightness, laughter, and the belief that there's no such thing as oversharing, we'll guide you in finding clear paths out of murky messes and toward discovering inspiration in everyday moments. This week, I have a very special guest co-host, Melissa Culbertson. We met nearly 20 years ago online when meeting online was creepy. And today we have a conversation about being present and capturing the moments in our lives. So welcome, Melissa. Hello. (laughs) It has been a long time. It's quite funny. I know. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to tell the story because it's so funny because like we met online, which really was creepy 20 years ago. And we met on this website called turnstep.com, which is it still a website? It is still up and it looks about the same. I looked at it one day. Uh huh. Oh my God, it's so bad. So we both taught aerobics because when you teach stepper, I I don't know how it is now. You're, you're still in that kind of world, but you're just always constantly trying to find like new steps and new routines and everything. And so people would just post all their routines and then they had like a, not like a chat board. Yeah. Like a little forum. Yeah. A forum, which was, you know, back then, like, creepy that you like were talking to people online. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There were no Facebook groups. (laughs) No, Facebook wasn't a thing yet. No, we are pre-Facebook here. (laughs) Pre-Facebook, yeah. So we're dating ourselves. So it's just so funny. But there was like, I don't even know how it happened. But there was a group of us on there that ended up just like, I don't even know how we connected. But then one girl created like another site offline. Well, she didn't create the site, but it's called My Family, which I feel like one of the first versions of kind of a Facebook, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we kind of did the same thing you would do in a group. Yeah, except for that we had to pay for it. And then, which is so funny because... I'm sure that's not a site anymore. So we all got on that. It was ended up being like our private group. So we all became really close. And then we had a meetup in California. So there was like, what, at least 10, 15 of us? Yeah, that was quite a big group crashing at someone's house that we had never met. I mean, when you she think about it, it's, it's insane. And so... <laughs> Oh, my God. And then like, you know, slowly one by one, our lives would get busy and people would stop going on the group. And then everyone reconnected on Facebook when that became big, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think there's still maybe five to seven people from that group that are on Facebook. Yeah, um, I'm friends with on Facebook. Yeah, me too. And I mean, there was even a girl from like Netherlands. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can't even think of her name. Anyway, so now we're like reminiscing. So you guys can hear all about it. It's really interesting. So but Melissa is incredibly interesting. We've actually met several times since then through the years. And then just because we're both kind of in the online business world, we stay connected. So Melissa's a mom of two boys somehow ended up with the same birthday, which I did not know that that's insane. Um, (laughs) 
It's so crazy. Um, She's been a content marketer for over 17 years, and she's currently working as a social media strategist at Burt's Bees, which is very cool. She's Mm -hmm. the author of Blog Design for Dummies, which when you got that, I was thought that was so cool. For Dummies books, she runs a site called Blog Clarity, where she offers articles and e-courses for bloggers and online entrepreneurs. And she's been an instructor of fitness for over 13 years, which is why we met. So, oh my gosh, you are a busy woman. Yes. And in between that, I shuffle kids around to soccer practice. <laughs> yeah. So how old are your kiddos now? They are seven and 10. Wow. Yeah. We're hitting tweendom. Tweendom. <laughs> a whole new life, right? Yeah. Two. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't even know where to start with all of this. So why don't you just give us kind of a little peek into what your weeks are like, because you have so many things going on. Yeah. It's a little bit of touch and go, like a little bit of <laughs> a little bit of work. And then I switch and I may do a little bit of blog work. And then I, you know, have to get the kids from school. They ride the bus home some days, but some days we have to get to soccer at like 445, which is really tough when you get out of school at 345 to get home changed through carpool and everything. I mean, I spend a lot of nights working on my blog and some early mornings trying to get it done because I mean, I love it. I like being busy. I like staying busy. I call fitness my hobby job, meaning I would probably do it if I didn't get paid much. It's okay. I, I teach it a why. So, but I do it because it keeps me happy and gives me some other creative outlet, <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then I love my job at Birds. I go in the office a few days a week, work from home a couple days a week. And it's a really good balance to try to you know be a mom who's doing all sorts of things and have hands in lots of pots. <laughs> yeah. So what is being a social media strategist? What is that? Well, I help with the social media campaigns that we do. So we have a community manager who does kind of like the day-to-day posting and we have people who help with like questions and comments and consumer care, but I'm kind of over, you know, when we're doing a campaign, like what platforms should we focus on? What are we doing? What's working with our media team on what media plan looks like and working with our creative agency on what the creative and that, you know, all the, all the components of the campaign look like. So I'm kind of the go-to person for anything social media in the company, which is a really cool thing. I've been with Burt's for five years now, so I love it. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. It seems like a very cool company. Yeah, it's really, I mean, we live and breathe it and people there live and breathe the brand and, you know, just believe in the brand and what it has to offer people. I mean, we have bees at our office in the lobby. Are you serious? (laughs) It's super cool. Yeah, we have an observation hive and we have beekeepers who come and tend to it a couple times a week and and people who walk outside the building. Even if you don't go in the building, you can open up the door and like see the bees and try to find the queen. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, I've just gotten a really big appreciation for bees in the last five years, even more so. And then Melissa actually means honeybee in Greek, which just kind of was perfect. Oh my gosh. I love that. Are you sure <laughs> it means honeybee? Like what are the chances? <laughs> I know. Awesome. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so cool. Okay. So you're super like, you know, as all, it's so funny because my co-host is having a baby. And so for three or four months, I'm interviewing and having, you know, guest co-hosts. And so I'm getting to chat with all these amazing women and every single woman I talk with, we all have like eight things in our, and it's like, you know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. Like I said, it gives me something to do. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like I find it to be as long as you're not using it to be just busy and not cover up something else, but it's like yeah, things you're absolutely. like truly passionate about, then mm-hmm. it's just getting the most out of life. Yeah. And Marie Forleo, who's an entrepreneur that is pretty big in the online space, like one of the things she had, the term she had used was multi-passionate. And I just kind of latched onto that word because I feel like it's okay to have multiple things that you're passionate about and take directions with them in a business sense, or even just a a really in-depth hobby with multiple things, you know, which is why I have all the things going on that I have. You know, for example, fitness doesn't relate to anything marketing wise, but I just really love it and have a passion for it and love helping people get fit and just forget everything for an hour while they work out, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, so let's move on to sucky moment of the week, which is always fun. So the reason we do sucky moment is because it's life and it's real. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, in today's world of social media and everything looking perfect and pretty, we like to be real about what happens. But then also like, not just sitting in like the you know, the negativity of feeling, but rather what can we do in that moment? Or what did we do? Or what could we do different? What can we take from it? That's positive. Mm-hmm. Here's our sucky scale. One being kind of sucky. Five being super sucky. One, <sighs> two, three, seriously, four, five. Okay, so what do you rate your sucky moment as? One to five, five being the worst. I would give it just a two. It's not super crazy, super, super sucky, but it's just a good cap, like it's a good snapshot of what a life of going, being on the run with young kids all the time and being a working parent, kind of what life looks like (laughs) from the day to day. Awesome. All it really was, was the other day I realized that So both of my kids have soccer and one of them plays competitively. So he has a training uniform that he has to wear. Not only does he have a uniform for games, he has a uniform for training. And so I realized it was dirty and that my younger one had no socks for soccer. So I luckily it was a work from home day. So I threw everything in the laundry, but then I forgot about it. (laughs) And so they weren't completely wet. They weren't dripping wet. They were a little wet when I put the socks on my oldest or my youngest, my oldest one has kind of dried a little faster, but the youngest one, I'm like, sorry, dude, you got to wear damp socks to soccer practice because they're not dry. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. And so of course, you know, it just happens. I mean, I've actually seen parents, one of my friends actually had to she had the window cracked and stuck socks in and then rolled the window back up and drove to practice with socks hanging out the window to dry. So I am not the only one. Oh, that is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I would have given that probably a four, but that didn't I didn't get that far. They were damp, not wet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and you know, kids just like, they don't care as much. Well, I shouldn't say that. It depends on the kid. But yeah, he sometimes doesn't, the shoe isn't tied tight enough, or this isn't that, you know, some little sensory things. Yeah, that's Uh, how Luke Nothing major, but you know, wet socks. Luckily, we were in such a rush that I think he was just wanting to get to soccer on time and didn't care that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So the inspired action. Yeah, I should be getting this stuff done the night before. And I say that and I've been saying that. And <laughs> and then the day comes around. I'm like, you know, 
we were up making lunches, getting the kids to bed and doing other things. And we did not lay out anything. So I've actually told the kids, you know, part of your nighttime routine is if you have soccer the next day, let's go around and gather it. Cause they'll sit there on their iPad and let me run around looking for their socks. I'm like, uh, uh-uh, put it down, get up, <laughs> come with me. Let's go find it because you didn't put it in the closet where it was supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. Like last year, so Luke's only like three, not quite three and a half yet. And last year, probably about a year ago, he just started getting really fussy about getting dressed in the morning. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to lay out his clothes because he would just like cry about not wanting to wear whatever. I don't even remember. I just remember it being like crazy. And so we would just be like, okay, pick out your clothes. And he would. And then he just started doing it himself. I mean, he wasn't even three. And every night, like he'd just go, he likes routine. And so yeah. now, like he's he's just been doing it for almost a year now. And he I, he's like, mommy, we need to lay out clothes for tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so good. I mean, I think kids are capable of way more than many people give them credit for. I mean, my kids have to pack their own snacks and water in the morning. I've refused to do it now. They're seven and 10. I'm like, you can grab a snack out of the closet and fill up your water bottle and put it up. You know, it's like, why do I need to do that? Absolutely. And it teaches them independence. And so much of what I've been reading in the research and everything says like we teach our kids that they aren't capable when we do everything for them. And so when we like empower them, yeah, then we actually like teach them like it strengthens, it helps their confidence. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with that. It doesn't even have to be big things like little things. It takes 30 seconds for them to grab a snack, but it's teaching them that they can do it. And that mom doesn't do everything for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know that one. We could make a whole episode on just that. <laughs> oh yeah. That could be a thesis, but yes. Okay. So we were really debating, right? Cause we had so many different cool things that we could talk about mm-hmm. with your work and all that. And maybe what we'll do is have you up on a follow-up episode to chat a little bit. Cause I'd love to delve more into like how you got into writing for, you know, the book and your blog. So maybe we'll do a follow-up, but um, why don't you tell the listeners kind of what you chose to talk about and why? Yeah. So I am really passionate about making sure that we're capturing like the everyday moments and And, you know, with Instagram, it's come around where I think people are doing a little more of this, but it's still kind of staged. You know, I'm still taking a picture of my latte at the coffee shop and turning it a certain way. You know, I'm like, sometimes we overthink things or we want to project something and we only share the good and we only share the polished or or whatever. Or, you know, with Instagram and other apps or Snapchat or whatever, it's all about sharing it with someone. And when I'm thinking about capturing and kind of documenting my life a little bit, I'm thinking about it for me and for my kids and for my husband. So, you know, when you look back, I think we all have nostalgia when we look at old pictures and, you know, it's easy to capture like your vacations and recitals and sports and like big events and those big moments. But we often don't capture cooking dinner in the kitchen or reading our kids a story at night or, you know, those type of moments that just are the things that we live in day to day. And we sometimes just forget to document them so we can remember them in the future or show our kids, you know, here's what life was like back in this year. (laughs) Yeah, right. Because we're going to seem ancient to them. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love it. Okay, so what specifically do you want to share? Well, I think there's a couple of things. And one it's is remembering to take some of these pictures or write down some of these things that your kids do or you do or things that you're feeling like every week, but it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, it could just be like, for example, 
on the way home the other day from DC area, after we visit a family, my youngest was just saying something really hysterical in the car. And as soon as I had a chance, I wrote it down and like just in the notes in my phone, you know, I also use Evernote sometimes, but I just wrote it down because I'm like, you know what? It's kind of like when you wake up from a dream and you remember it so vividly right then. And then like an hour later, you don't remember anything about the dream. It's like those little moments they pass. And if you don't write them down or don't capture them in some way, you forget. And, you know, it just became, oh, yeah, my kids said something funny in the car. I don't remember it now. (laughs) You know? Oh my gosh. I know. I was thinking when I saw the, you know, your notes for the episode, I was thinking about that because right now Luke is just saying the funniest things. We just laugh all the time. And I'm like, I need to write all this down. It's so funny. Yeah, it's funny. And then, you know, even just taking a quick video, I love to like interview my kids and just ask them questions and kind of let them lead the conversation a little bit. I try to do that once a year around their birthday do like an interview. And I have a couple of little questions to kind of warm them up because sometimes they can be, you know, they start fidgeting, getting silly because they are on camera, so to speak. But then if you just kind of let them go and give them a couple of icebreaker comments, like your favorite thing to eat or whatever, and start asking them some other questions. And it's just fun to capture them on, on video, you know, the snapshot of what they were like at that age. Oh, that's so cute. What do you ask them? I've asked them just like the basics about their favorite color and what they like in sports and and then I ask them what they want to be when they grow up. But then I take a little step further and I'm like, well, why? You know, because that's where you get them really talking is asking them, like, why do you want to be a zoologist or whatever, you know? Because <laughs> um, that's what my oldest. He wants to be a professional soccer player and a zoologist. And my younger wants to be a tornado chaser and a goalie on the weekends. Oh, well, that's good. As long <laughs> as there's no specific. storm on the weekends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> Um, so that's one thing I like to do is to kind of do that little interview, you know. And you could even do that with adults too, you know, like just kind of where you are each year in your life and yes. like a little snippet. That's such a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it, it's fun. And then the other thing I do is once a year and it gets a little crazy and I'm not the one who came up with this. It's from a scrapbooker named Allie Edwards who originally started like this week, week in the life series is what she called it. I call mine week in my life. And I used to do it on my old personal blog. I used to do like a, a week long thing where people would drop their links and everybody could go see what everyone's days like. And I've moved away from my personal blog um, and just focusing on blog clarity. But I still do this for myself, even though I may only share a couple of things online, I do it for myself. And so what I do is for a whole week, I pretty much document and take pictures of what we do every day. And for me, if your Monday through Friday is the same, you could probably just do one of those days. But for us, you know, I'm in the office some days, I'm not some days, the kids have soccer some days and not some days, you know, there's so many different things that I want to capture every moment. And I've even taken my camera into my like, my Zumba class, for example, and asked, you know, for anyone who want, doesn't want to be on camera, this is just for me, I'm not posting it online. And like, we do one song on video, because I never that's one of those things is like, teaching fitness is like a really important part of my life. And I never have pictures of me doing it or video or me doing it. So making a, a dedicated time period once a year, to really kind of take everything from the beginning of the day to the end of the day and write down notes and take pictures and videos. It's a lot of work. But I have so many great, amazing pictures and things that I've captured doing that once a year. That is such a cool idea. I would never have thought of that. And it's kind of like, especially if you do the video part, it's similar to going back to like old school scrapbooking, but with kind of a modern twist, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I use Evernote. So I keep an Evernote 
file or like note for the whole week and then just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I have it back all but one year. Since 2011, I've done this once a year, except for I think one year I did like a year and a half in between instead of a year. But I do it once a year. (laughs) That is such a cool idea. Wow. Okay. Impressive, because I don't know when you would have time to actually do that. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. Like, it does take up a lot of time, but you can also get people involved in it. And for example, if it takes a long time to write things down, then like use the voice recorder on your phone and just kind of note to self. Do you remember Twin Peaks when um, (laughs) the FBI agent would always have his little recorder and he records all the things? Did you ever watch that show? I didn't. Okay. (laughs) No, but a lot of people watch it. No, I just wasn't like my thing. Yeah, yeah. Because writing, handwriting especially, can take a while to do. But even just doing that, you know, on your phone, just recording a couple of things, little snippets. Or um, again, I use my phone just to type quick notes. And so you can type, take pictures of, I mean, I even take pictures of like my grocery cart at Trader Joe's because I think in about 20 years, it's going to look, it'll be like, oh, that's so funny what the packaging looked like or what I bought or, you know, like even those kind of little things that you wouldn't ever think of taking a picture of, it would look really interesting, you know, to look and see what your parent's shopping cart looked like 30 years ago. Yeah. And do you think like, I guess it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people do that now through Facebook or Instagram, but yeah. I mean, will that be around and will all those photos be gone? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people, you know, again, kind of do it onesie twosie, you know, maybe here and there, but I think having a good week and being really deliberate about it, you get really into it and you start capturing things you normally maybe wouldn't capture, you know, like one of my favorite pictures is me sitting in the floor with train wooden toys all over the place. This is from like a few years ago, um, folding laundry while my, when my oldest was in preschool and my youngest was sitting in the little bouncy play thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And it just captured like, that was what I was doing. I was working from home. I was freelancing only at the time. And and so, you know, I had a lot of time with him. It was just interesting. Who would ever take a picture of himself folding laundry? But it was just an interesting moment. And it was just everyday life, you know? Yes, everyday life. So what do you think about that? Like as far as social media and using that as our kind of scrapbook? I mean, is that a flawed sort of thought? Because maybe we won't own those later. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's a great place to post things because, for example, I love when Facebook gives me the seven years ago, this is what you post. I'm like, oh, look how little they were. Oh, look at that. So I think, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all those social media platforms are still a good place for that. But I also think there's something really powerful about taking pictures and writing things down that you don't have to share. Like you don't have to share everything. You know, we only share parts of our lives and whether you share the good, bad and the ugly or where you just share the good, it's up to each person. But there's plenty of things I would take a picture of that may not share, but I still important to me and I wanted to keep it for my kids, you know, for example. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a, they complement each other, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay, cool. And so you have encouraged some of your friends to do this as well, right? Yes. Yeah. So like a few years ago, I would do it. And again, like a lot of my friends who are bloggers would also do it. And some even who weren't, they would just follow along and then just do it for themselves. And I had someone even just last week tell me that her and her son looked at some pictures of when they had done it, like maybe five years ago. And her son was just smiling and just really, really found it interesting. Like, here's what he looked like and what he was doing and the things that he was into. 
that particular year. And so it was just, you know, it's just kind of cool to see that other people and their kids are actually, you know, looking back at those and remembering some of those kind of day-to-day moments. Mm. Yes, you've totally inspired me to do this. I love it. (laughs) And one of my coworkers, actually, I even talked to her about it just a few weeks ago. She has a younger son. She just came back from maternity leave a few weeks ago or like a month or two ago. And I kind of mentioned it kind of off the cuff to her. And then, you know, the weekend passed. And when I went back in the office, she's like, I am so glad you mentioned that. I had my husband take this picture of me and it's something I would never have taken. And gosh, I wish I would have done this while I was on maternity leave. And, you know, she kind of started realizing how important it was and trying to, you know, just handing over the camera for a second and saying, hey, will you take a picture of me sitting here reading this book to our son? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's the things you just do every day and you don't take pictures of. Yeah. Ah, so cool. Okay. Well, any other final thoughts on capturing the everyday? Yeah. So if you want to go really hardcore, you can pick. (laughs) Hardcore. (laughs) It's really fun. You can pick a certain moment, maybe do two or three during the week and do like a play by play of what's happening. So I did this when the kids were maybe, I don't know, three and six or maybe even two and five. And I did like a play by play of what of dinner time. Because dinner time is chaotic, right? And you're adding to the chaos by writing everything down. But it's so cool to look back and say, oh, my gosh, this was really crazy. (laughs) You know, first the kids trying to eat and then they're throwing food. And then I had to do airplane to actually get them to eat something. And then, you know, someone else started screaming and got out of their seat and ran around. It's just you really get back into that moment and just really realize, you know, sometimes those crazy moments are the ones that you remember the most because they were chaotic and (laughs) And they were just like, wow, this is what, you know, this is what life is with these two young, crazy kids running around that you, of course, you know, enjoy it too and treasure it. Yeah. And it's amazing what you'd forget because even like with Luke being three and a half or yeah. And so we're, Zoe will do stuff and I'm like, oh, Luke never did this. And my mom will be like, yeah, he did. And remember, <laughs> blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, and it was yeah. only two years ago, you know, or not even two yeah. years ago. So, yeah. you know, you forget so much, especially when you have kids because you're so, you're doing so much and you're exhausted and they change so fast. Yeah, absolutely. My other two quick things were is to like keep receipts and tickets and some other mementos too. Um, don't keep everything. You don't have to be a pack rat, but oh my gosh, keep don't the ones keep everything. Are, <laughs> yeah, don't keep everything, but keep some important things. And I'll tell you a cool story about that is, you know, I used to keep when I was in college, I would keep all like, and I did probably keep a lot of them like concert tickets, movie tickets and things like that. And for my husband and my 10th anniversary will be 17 years this month. Wow, um, congratulations. I know. That's amazing. I know. I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> but for our 10th anniversary, he took that box that I had and went through it and picked out all these things, all these little mementos and made a card for me. And it meant so much to me. Like, and it was just so cool. It was like every little ticket was like a little piece of our, you know, relationship from back in college when we at first met. I mean, everything from like scream movie ticket and <laughs> kind of date myself and the Phantom Menace, Star Wars, you know, all these things, Dave Matthews band concert, all these things. And it was just so cool to still have those, you know? Oh my gosh. I that's funny you said that because I was just about to say when I went through some old mementos, I had a ticket to my first Dave Matthews concert in college. And <laughs> yeah. it was like I could barely read it. And it was like a cool venue in Austin that doesn't exist anymore. And I was like, Oh, oh wow. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
So again, like you don't have to be pack rat, but just, you know, keep some of those things. Yeah. Or if you don't want to physically keep them, you can always take a picture of them too, just so you have it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And did you have one more thing? Yes. Make sure you're in the pictures. Get yourself (laughs) in pictures. It's so hard for people, especially for moms. Lots of times it's hard. Like, oh, you know, well, I didn't shower today, so I don't want to be in the picture or I don't like the way I look or I don't want to be, you know, and I just think it's so important just to hand over the camera or use a self-timer or ask your kid to take a picture, you know, it may not be the perfect picture, but it's one with you in it. Yeah, no, true. I find that a lot. And I'm always asking John, can you remember when there's a cool moment to take a picture of me and my kiddos or me and doing something cool? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because we're always the one with the camera. And, you know, it's just sometimes we just have to ask to hand it over. And it's, you know, just ask. Yeah, take a picture real fast. Yeah, just ask. So that's related to the try this for this week. So your try this for the listeners is... It is to get yourself in the pictures. <laughs> I pre, I pre, uh, I preempted myself there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. That's a perfect segue. Okay, so just take a pic or have a picture taken of you. Yeah, and not the ones where you're sitting there looking at the camp. You know, like if you're sitting on the bed with your son or daughter reading a story, don't like look up and say, "Geez, get the picture of you actually reading the story." You know, get the picture of you, you and your kids making dinner, or you know doing something else fun that you enjoy, or for example, teaching fitness, or even just working. I mean, I have some fun picture, you know, just picture of, hey, this is this is what I do most of the day. I sit here at my computer. But it is funny to look back at some of these old pictures and my old, old computers, you know, too. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so funny when you just look at all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Technology, every changes so fast. Well, and even like your whole job didn't exist when we met, you know? That's right. It really didn't. I mean, it stems from marketing, which I've been in marketing pre Facebook, you know, pre social media. But yeah, it really is a whole new segment of marketing that didn't exist. Yeah, because I studied marketing and communication in college. And what I do for marketing and communication now is 100% different from what I learned then, you know, just because really it's so different. Yeah, yeah, just kind of some of those principles that stay true, but then the, the medium changes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So that is such a good point to kind of capture all those things. Cause I, we were looking at like a play telephone or something, but it was like a real, you know, it was a replica of like an old phone. And my mom yeah. was like, I don't even think they would understand that that's a phone. And I was like, that's weird, but you're right. Why would they, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Just the other day, it was another funny thing I captured is I asked my oldest, my 10 year old, you know, we were talking, I had gotten a conversation about pay phones with someone else. And then I asked him, like, so back when I was younger and I couldn't make a phone call to someone in the car, I didn't have a cell phone. Like, how do you think I would have made a call? And he said, through the radio. <laughs> oh, so cute. I know. I mean, do you remember like being like, I don't have any change for this pay phone yeah. and not being yeah. able to call? And you had to know all the numbers. Oh, my yeah, God. you had to know the numbers. That's true. And I told him about pay phones and he just kind of looked like, I don't know if he he really couldn't wrap his head around stopping the car, finding a phone, you know, stopping the car, putting money in and making a phone call just blew his mind, you know? I know it is oh, such a different world. Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're really going to seem ancient to our kids. Yeah. And we're like, we didn't yeah. have the internet growing up, you know, they're right. gonna be like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you have a very special shout out, which I loved when I read. So what is your shout out? My shout out is coffee. I, I am that. powered by coffee. <laughs> 
I look forward to getting up just to drink coffee. <laughs> That's awesome. What kind do you drink? Do you have like a special flavor? I mean, I don't like anything sweet, too sweet. In fact, I did like a challenge a couple years ago, Whole30, if some people have heard of it. And um, I had no sugar or creamer in my coffee. And ever since then, I don't really use sugar in my coffee. I use a little coconut creamer. And that's about it. I mean, occasionally I'll get something at Starbucks that's sweet, but I always like, if it's four pumps, I want one pump, you know? Yeah, I know. I always do that too. And I think I'm crazy, but I'm like, oh, it's so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. But I need coffee to like keep me going. Although I don't drink it past a certain time because unlike in college, I cannot drink caffeine late at night and still go to sleep. (laughs) We talked about that on another episode. What time is your cutoff time? My cutoff time is like four, which is okay. still kind of late. Yeah, that is. Because a lot of times I say two. I've heard two and three. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just whatever works for you. Yeah. But I do teach an early morning class on Wednesday morning at like 530. So I definitely do not have any afternoon coffee that that time. Do you drink coffee before you teach early morning? No. Yeah. I, my timer goes off. My alarm goes off with enough time for me to roll out of bed, get dressed, get water, eat half a banana and get to class. <laughs> <laughs> and get everything plugged in. I mean, I am exact. I'm like 503 is my timer. <laughs> <laughs> You've got it down to a science. Extra three minutes of sleep, man. They make a lot of difference. Oh, man. At that time, yes. I remember teaching a 6 a.m. step class on Monday mornings. And I am not an early person. And it was literally yeah. like every Sunday was like it was just this mental anguish. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But there's something really nice, though, if you can get up early before your kids and do a little something for yourself, whether it's read or work on your side business or just watch a show that you never get to watch or something and just sip on coffee. There's something so peaceful about that oh, when the see, house is quiet. That is my goal. I'm just going to put it out there to all the sparkers. That is my <laughs> goal to get my butt up. And John's like, I thought you were going to get up early. And every morning when the kids are up, he's like, okay, mom, time to clock in. Let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, I just can't. And so I just really need to get myself disciplined to go to bed earlier so that I can do that. I know I have, I struggle with it too, but I enjoy when I do. And I try to, I don't do it every day of the week, but I try to do it at least a couple of times. Oh, maybe I should do that. Just start with like two days. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I make myself get up and teach. I'm like, I can do it one day a week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. You've had such great ideas. It's obviously like being in the yoga world, we talk so much about being present and obviously everyone's Mm -hmm. taking photos all the time. But I loved your perspective and I thought it was um, different in the way that you document. So I'm excited. And I'm going to have Sarah, who writes our blog post, write up a little kind of how-to from what you said. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll share it. And then you have a couple articles on your blog that are kind of related. So we'll link to those in the show notes if you guys want to read. And so where can they find you online? The best place to find me is blogclarity.com, which is really for online businesses and and bloggers. But I am on Instagram and I have my blog clarity Instagram handle as well as my personal one, which is Mel A. Culbertson. And so that's where I share fitness and just my kids more like my personal one too. So I don't really use my personal blog anymore. So that's kind of my extension of what used to be my personal blog. Yeah, they say it's called microblogging. So it is. It is. Of course, you know that you're the blog queen. (laughs) Let me teach you something about blogging, Melissa. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, we'll definitely have you back on to talk about that because I think there's so many cool things that you do and I love following you. So we'll post all that so you guys can connect with her. Sounds Um, good. Yeah. So thanks again. You're welcome. 
Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Spark. If you have a few extra minutes, please do an act of kindness and leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends. It really, really does help us out when you share. And you can find the show notes, blog posts, and all the information on Melissa at AngelaWagnerCoaching.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Coach A Wags. Remember this week to take the time to give thanks, raise a glass, and discover what it is that sparks you.